0: And i believe we're live i think
1: yeah it looks like it we're live rich all right yeah we are live i do see the little notification uh for facebook so i'm sure we are also live on the for the podcast recordings yes yes we uh, are welcome mostly because I, I just pull the
0: audio fro- directly from the the facebook page anyway so
1: yeah anyway um how you doing rich i'm doing good mike a lot of things happened this week in the sports world yep it's august
0: it's august 22nd 2020 so uh if you're listening on our podcast it's if it's an old episode and you don't have your uh you're not watching you're just letting the podcast roll now you know what uh, date it is so we're giving you the info for this week um so let's do our headlines and then we'll roll that intro
1: that's right, let's go for it Mike So what what headlines you want to
0: hit on this week, Rich?
1: Oh man, a lot of, well as you can tell from our title, it's baseball no-nos So a lot of maybe controversial things happened in the world of baseball that we're going to talk about Yep. As well as uh, going into the bubble to give you updates on how our bubble picks are doing We also uh, have
0: NASCAR uh, and racing overall uh, Yes we do Preview. So we have the racing corner this week, not just the NASCAR corner, and we have our poll question that we have to get to. Right. That's right. Okay. Well, all that and more, folks. I'm sure we'll get on some tangents. Uh, we're I, we're not necessarily talking football this week, but we if we have some time, we might add, we might do a little bit of football preview. Uh, we're we uh, got our timeline screwed up a little bit. I did, and so I didn't put that on is what we're going to talk about this week, but we'll see what happens and where we go with this. Let's roll that intro. Broadcasting live from somewhere in Iowa, this is Bald and Stick the Podcast with your hosts, Mike and Rich. And we're back, folks. Um, wow,
1: uh, big week. We're, let's start with the poll question, Rich. Um, That's right. How's that going? You know, our poll question this week was number six seed garlic fries coming out of Oracle Park in San Fran going against the Philly cheesesteak, which you can get at many ballparks, but we're just singling out the one that you can get at Citizens Bank Park in Philadelphia. Mike, as always, before we get to the results, where did you vote this week?
0: I voted for the Philly cheesesteak.
1: Ah, so did I. I went with the Philly as well. Um, I, 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 would, I would try the garlic fries, um, but I, I know what a Philly tastes like, and I love Philly cheesesteaks. So even though it would be a little messy for a ballpark food, I still went with Philly.
0: I mean, come on now. Let's let's be honest. Garlic fries? That's like sprinkling a little garlic salt and some, you know maybe Italian seasoning on top of my fries. I could do that with McDonald's fries.
1: I, I'd like the th- I, I'd like to think it's more than just sprinkling garlic, garlic, garlic seasoning over them. I think it's a little bit more than that. I could be wrong, um, but it is what it is. I mean, that's what San Francisco, that's what you go and get out of San Francisco giants game. If you're there, that's what they're known for. You can also get them I think, at, think, an a's game too. So it may just be a Bay area thing overall.
0: Yeah, but it's garlic fries. It's not like I've had garlic fries other places. I mean, granted, I've had Philly cheesesteaks other places and whatnot, but
1: and you can get a Philly cheesesteak anywhere, a lot of places. Yeah, nowadays, as well, not just in Philadelphia. Nowadays, so but um, <laughs> but that's where we went. We both went Philly, and I'm scrolling through our Facebook feed right now to get the yep. actual results. So, and we had 27, 27, 27 votes. Seven. The results are in.
0: of our viewers uh, that chose to vote this week decided to vote for the Philly cheesesteak. Again, that's that's why we thought it, why we had it as the higher seated uh, ranking on there. Excuse me. Mm
1: -hmm. Um, And um, so
0: the Phillies go on.
1: Yeah, 37% went to garlic fries. Yep. And um, so. Pending the, so, so far in our food polls, we have not had any upsets. Yeah. So we're going to see what's going to happen this week is it's a 4-5 matchup where where you're going to see Torchy's Tacos that you can get out at Minute Maid Park in Houston going up against Beggar's Pizza. Beggar's. Yeah. Deep Dish pizza by the slice, which you get at the loan office guaranteed rate field on the south side of Chicago. Yeah. So that's our matchup. So automatically the winner of Torchies and Deep Dish Pizza will go up against the Chicago Dog. The Philly Cheese Steak will automatically get the matchup with number two seed, Poutine. Uh, since um, the lower seed has to go up against the number one seed. That's the way we set up our polls.
0: Yep. So, yeah, that's been a, I mean, it's been a good polls, poll group. We're, we're starting to get towards the end. Uh, we're going to have to do something for, for football coming up here soon. Oh, I know. But uh, we'll see. So uh, are you ready to poke your whole head
1: inside the bubble? I am ready to go into the bubble.
0: Okay, which bubble do you want to go to first? The frozen bubble or the flaming hot bubble?
1: Um, You, you know, let, let's go to the Disney bubble. The Down Disney bubble. Down south in Florida, the let's, Disney bubble. Let's go to the Disney <laughs> bubble. Mostly because so. I have those results written down. Okay. Um, so um, our pick out coming out of the East, the Milwaukee Bucks are currently tied one-to-one with the Orlando Magic, who pulled an upset in game number one. Uh, Mike, your pick of the Rockets are up 2-0 on the Thunder. Uh, Chris Paul's big comment on it is, well, I got to start showing up. So whatever that means. And my pick of the Clippers are up 2-1 to on Luka Doncic and the Mavericks. And as a bonus pick, the Lakers Blazers series that I said was going to be an upset is tied one to one.
0: I don't think it's going to be an upset, Rich.
1: I I, I don't think so either, especially with uh, Damian Lillard um, injuring his right thumb. He says he's going to play through the injury and he's going to play Game Three, um, but I, I don't know if Dame time, if it'll be Dame time with that uh with that injured finger.
0: Yeah. I do know that it's not going to be any. Uh, it's not going to be. I, I don't think that uh, that Portland really has a chance. Uh, we're watching. I mean, LeBron's going to do what LeBron does, and the rest of that team. They have the skills on that team to step up. This is not. This isn't. Even, this team isn't nearly as bad as some of those uh, Cavs teams he pulled into the play into the championships by himself, or. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say it's on par, if not, if not slightly better than even the Miami team. Oh yeah. Yeah. I think they
1: got skills. Yeah. I mean, it, it's a good team. I mean, it's, I don't think it's his best team that it best championship level team that, that he's been on, but it's still a really good one. You got Anthony Davis and he, and you got a good mix of role players around him that can, uh, that can supplement the two superstars. So we'll see, um, but sometimes you, I, you sometimes you got to put a bold prediction out there like that, and that's why I did it. Yeah,
0: no, I, I feel you. Um, and I am okay. So, are we ready for? Uh, so, anything else in the NBA that you want to talk about?
1: Uh, not really. The um, I, I think that's going to be a rather unpredictable and a NBA draft. But the Minnesota Timberwolves won the NBA draft in getting the number one pick. Uh, Golden State, number two, gets the number two pick by virtue of having Steph Curry and Clay Thompson and out for the entire year. So they pick up a good lottery pick at number two. And the hometown Chicago Bulls get the fourth pick. But this has got to be almost like the first year where I'm looking through mock drafts, trying to see, all right, which prospects are going somewhere. And I don't recognize any of the names, Mike. Yeah, I mean, it's tough.
0: It would be. I don't recognize. The hard part is, you didn't get the coverage from March Madness to kind of give you some of those names, in, mm. to put those names into your into your uh, lexicon and, and your knowledge base. Um, so. I don't understand how this is working, guys. So, I, Sorry, I'm trying to get the hockey bubble stuff ready. and um, I have the Dallas Stars and the Colorado Avalanche, and it says it's it, today is game two, but they don't have any results for game one.
1: I think it's supposed to be Game One. They they did a they did a change. They changed the schedule to keep the playoffs of the momentum the momentum of the playoffs going. Um, before cause, so technically Round One is still going on. Is there's going to be a Game Seven between oh, okay. Dallas? Uh, the Dallas series is still is still going still ongoing. No, the da- so, Dallas Dallas
0: won was Thursday. Won. Uh, seven to three to put them to get them the magic four, so they're playing the Avalanche. Oh.
1: Okay. Today that shows how prepared we are. We are coming into the shows, but, but yeah. So into the hockey bubble, Mike. Yeah. Uh, your pick of the Golden Knights won their series with the Blackhawks four to one. Yep. And we'll get a second round matchup with the Vancouver Canucks. Yep uh, over in Edmonton and your pick in the Eastern conference, the Bruins won four to one for their matchup over the hurricanes. And they get a, they get a second round date with the Tampa Bay lightning. Yes, they do. Uh, so Mike, how did my two teams do? I don't remember your teams. Uh, my teams were the avalanche and the flyers. Okay.
0: Well, uh, the avalanche won uh, four to one, uh, and are set to face the Stars, like I was saying, today okay. at 7 p.m. for their first game uh, in the series. And then the Flyers won four games to two over the Canadians and are set to face the New York Islanders, who won four games to one over the Capitals. So mm.
1: Tough series if, is all around, I think, for, 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 for both of us. Yeah, I, I think, think your if, Golden Knights, I think your Golden Knights have the easiest matchup yep. facing Vancouver. Yep. Uh as the Lightning, as like the Lightning, the Lee Islanders and um, the Stars, well, both are the Stars. Yeah. I mean, could be tough outs. So Those
0: are going to be tough outs, especially those Islanders. I mean, they looked yeah. good. They looked good that last series. I think you're going to lose your Flyers in this round. I think this is where we'll you see. lose your
1: Flower Flyers. Not flowers, Flyers. <laughs> yeah, flyers. So yeah, but we'll see how it all works out. Um. And look for
0: so uh, today's game. Today only has one game, and that's the Dallas Stars versus the Avalanche. Uh, tomorrow we see the Bruins and Lightnings uh, at 7 p.m. and then uh, at 9:30 p.m. and this is Central Standard Time uh, times. Um, we get the Canadians or the Canucks and the Golden Knights. So, look out for that. Um, and then Monday is when the Islanders and Flyers play. Really exciting uh, baseball season's here. Grow your beards, get ready. Uh, I'm just—I don't shave my beard, so you know I'm not going to shave when my team falls out. But you know we'll no. we'll, we'll still yeah. be good. The wife won't let me. So, okay. Uh, any other con- uh, any other uh, hockey stuff you want to talk about, or should we head into the corners?
1: No, let let's go ahead and uh, head into the corners, Mike. As uh, we got a lot of left turns to make today, but yeah. we got to recap some right turns as well. As we had a road course last week.
0: Yes, we did. Um, man, sorry. The the app that we use for sound effects started playing ads all of a sudden, and I don't know why. Oh yeah.
1: So... Oh, you don't get to hear that anymore, do you? I don't. I don't get to hear the hear the sound effects anymore, so that's fine. I'm yeah. sure the cars went around the track a couple times, or maybe not. So, um, so Mike, let's get to the road course first. Recap that. So it yep. was the first NASCAR race on the uh, the Day- road course at Daytona, the Go Bowling Two Thirty Five. Did you get to watch any of it? I did watch it. And what do you think? I, you know, I liked it. I, I'm, I'm hoping maybe that they bring back the Daytona road course. Oh, yeah. And, and I think if they did, if they put that on the schedule on a consistent basis, you also could see more NASCAR drivers get involved with the Rolex 24 as well. Yep. Yep. To get some more experience on that.
0: Which that only, I mean, all that, like, let's be honest, putting that, putting your the NASCAR drivers in there uh, just brings a level of, um of notoriety to the sport globally Mm -hmm. which is is a good thing so yeah um so in the goal bowling 235 uh, i don't want to hear it rich but give me the answers how'd we do
1: chase elliott was your race winner was also my pick uh for the week but Mike, you picked a great week to pick Jimmy Johnson as he finished third in the week in the race. Yeah, it was a good week for Jimmy Johnson. He gave me—I was sweating it out there as Chase Elliott was going over, was um, going through those last couple of races, and even the the restarts. Yeah, made me a little nervous too, having yeah. to go through two restarts to finish the race. Uh, but he held on and kept the win. That makes it now—is it? I gotta look up and 19. see what our numbers are.
0: 19 to 11 I believe
1: 19 to 11 so that gives me first pick for the Dover double header yep at the month so the monster mile there it's gonna be two runnings of the Dryden 311 they couldn't find a sponsor I guess at the last minute the sponsor the other race or Dryden maybe paid a lot of money to get on both races I'm sure they paid a lot of money either way I'm sure they did um so I think for the for for Saturday's race, I think I'm going to go Martin Truex Jr. Okay. And for race number two, Kyle Busch. Yeah,
0: Kyle's going to wreck on race number two. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> he
1: um, probably will. I, I'm just going off the knowledge that he's going to get practice in that first race. So yep. I'm hoping finally that that comes through and he has a good result in the second race. Uh, so Dover one. What are you going with? I'm going to
0: sound like a broken record this week.
1: Okay. The they
0: um so have you do you I know you are following NASCAR a little bit. Do you follow them on any of the on any of their social media? No, I don't. Okay, well if you did, you'd find out that uh, the Dover International Speedway has taken a specific car. They they have what's called the 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 uh, Dover the the uh, it, it's known as the Monster Mile. Yes, the Dover's track, and they have a, um, they have a stone, bahie- stone Goliath large thing outside of the track that holds a car in its hand. Okay, and this week they changed it up to the car for one specific person.
1: Is it? I'll let you say because you enjoy saying his name more than Jimmy I. Jimmy Johnson. Woo! Jimmy Johnson. <laughs>
0: And I'm going to pick him for both races um, because one of these days it's got to hit, right? Um, Actually, I'm going to pick him for both races. He loves this track. This is one of his uh, top tracks that he performs at. He does really well at it. Um, Doing a a double header only gives him extra practice time. Um, And so, yeah, I think we're going to see him come back with a vengeance and uh he's gonna win one of these two races i think but bo- i think he could win both he's gonna be high either way and uh yeah let's go jimmy johnson for both races
1: jimmy johnson for both races in the double header okay yeah. cool 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 so those are our nascar picks we got to make a third we got a we got a third race to look at this week yeah. it is the indy 500 yep the Indianapolis 500 will be run on Sunday. It's going to compete. I think it, there might be some overlap between the two races on the NBC family and networks. You can watch the Indy 500 uh, starting at it's either noon or one o'clock on NBC, and then you get the, the Dryden 311, the Dover num- Dover race number two, at three o'clock over on NBCSN. So a little bit of overlap, as well as you can uh, watch the Cubs on NBC Sports Chicago, as long as you don't mind watching the White Sox commentary as well. So a lot of competition yeah. for what you're going to watch on Sunday, Mike.
0: I don't get it. I don't uh, get NBCSN Chicago anymore.
1: I, no, I thought it was on the it was on the sling.
0: Because of where you live, you get that. Because of where I oh, live, I
1: don't. You don't. Ooh. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, so when anyway, you... Who are you going with? I'll give you the first pick for the Indianapolis 500. I'm going to take Will Powers. Will Power? Yeah. Okay, Is where's he pick? starting at, Mike? No, no. Where, where's he starting at, Mike? I don't know. Um... I had this all looked up and then changed my web pages. Yeah, me um, too. So, um, Will Power is... He's down there. We're getting into getting close to the bottom there on the starting grid. Will Power, he's on row number eight. Yeah, but row he's... Number eight. Excuse me,
0: folks. Oh, sorry. Um, yeah, but yeah. he's driving the Ver- the Verizon 5G car. So, you know, it's got to be fast, right? It's got to be fast? Okay. Because it's so 5G.
1: Because it's... it's 5G. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So uh, the guy that I'm going to go with, the guy that kind of stuck out to me as I was looking over the starting grid is... I was going between two drivers, Mike, but I'm going to go... Yeah, I'm gonna go with this. I'm gonna go with Spencer Piga. Okay, he's driving the uh, the number forty-five Honda, but he's sponsored by local grocery store here in the area. We both have them. High V. High V. Yeah. High V. Yep. So hopefully there's a smile. Hopefully he's uh, there's a smile when he's uh, driving down into Victory Lane. Yeah. I mean that would be an aisle, wouldn't
0: it? Wouldn't uh, wouldn't a a lane be also concerned as an aisle? Yeah. So there's got to be a helpful smile.
1: There probably is. Yeah.
0: Hi V, if you want to sponsor us, we'll take your money too. Maybe okay. So like
1: willpower. Money. So you're taking willpower. I'm going with Spencer. I got.
0: Yeah. Um. Man, that's gonna be a good, uh, good 500. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I'm gonna watch it. Probably. Depending. Probably. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Depends yeah. on if I'm able to with the uh, over the year channels being bogarted by certain people in my family. Mm.
1: Um. All right. So, the way that we'll do this, Mike, is that uh, the 500 will not count toward our NASCAR standings, but it will serve as a tiebreaker if needed for first pick rights for the final regular season running, final regular season race in NASCAR, which will be the Coke Zero Sugar. 400 at Daytona. Yep. So Mike, are you ready to keep making some right turns left turns and go on to the baseball diamond where the bulk of our talk will, where we'll probably be spending the rest of our discussion today.
0: Yeah. Okay. Let's do this folks. Um, Let's start out with the Cubs week in review, which will actually lead us right down into our main topic. Mm-hmm. Uh, issues with uh, unwritten, unwritten rules. rules. Yeah.
1: We're going to talk a so, lot yeah. about that today. So the Cubs went three and three. Yep. Um, their first 500 week. Yeah. First week without a winning record from show to show. But given the circumstances of playing five games against the Cardinals in three days, you know, yeah. I'll, I'll take it. Taking three out of five. 100%. in, a, in, in some double headers. And, um, last night's game was just one of those where you know maybe it was due to fatigue maybe it was due to fatigue or you know what sometimes the sometimes the other team just has your number
0: it looked like johnny was hanging some some uh some of his breaking balls and didn't uh, get him didn't get things positioned where he was he looked like he got frustrated in the during the game too so um yeah i i could totally see that being uh part of the issue and, and what's going on with him um so we'll see uh, what today brings, but yeah, five hundred um, on a on a week where you play two double headers and uh, and you know two three other games, yeah, I can I'll take that any day, yeah. 500 never bothers me, it really doesn't. Hmm.
1: Okay. I, I, mean, I there's you know, they're they're still in first place in their division. And I think they're even. I think they're still in line for like the number two seed.
0: Yeah, last in, I saw, they the were
1: overall, in, in the big picture. I think.
0: Last well, I saw, that's what it was. So
1: yeah. yes, they would be the number two seed if the playoffs started, it, because of their division winner. They would have the tiebreaker over San Diego, who is sixteen and twelve. So by winning percentage, they are the number two team yep. in the National League. So you can't comp- complain too much about that. Uh, looking ahead to next week. Uh, they finish out the weekend uh, with the Sox. The Sox on Saturday, Sunday. They go to Detroit, and then they get a day off, and then they have a weekend series with the Cincinnati Reds, which will include a doubleheader on Saturday in Cincinnati. Yeah.
0: Um, man, going to be a good week of baseball. They should All they done. should be able to pick up this week as the, the – I mean – it's the Reds. I know that they're supposed to be a good team this year, but they haven't looked like it. So mm-hmm.
1: I'll give you that. Uh, I'll give you that. So so what did you think of the seven-inning double-headers, Mike? Weird? Good enough? <laughs> it was fine.
0: I mean, you, extraordinary times take require extraordinary measures. Mm-hmm. I'm okay with that. So that's what happens. We got to go with it. But okay. – Last night, there was some stuff that happened, and I'm going to call him out. Anthony All Rizzo right. needs to get hit by a pitch today.
1: Sorry, right, should have happened last point. night. Why? Why does he need to get
0: hit? Should have been a pitch. happened last night.
1: Why does he need to get a pitch? Why does he need to get hit by a pitch in Saturday's game against the White Sox, which would be today, August twenty second? Yep. Why? Okay. Um, because after it, all, you watched the game. I yeah, did.
0: I, I did. I did. Uh, in the fourth inning. Okay. Now this is a little. I some people will I may say that I'm saying this is a way too early to make this. Normally, they people say after the seventh or after the seventh inning you don't do this, but in the fourth inning, Anthony Rizzo laid down a bunt
1: to break up a perfect game. Question, Mike. Yeah. You said it was fourth inning. Yeah. Did they Were they employing that extreme shift of leaving the right side of the infield, left side of the infield open? No. No. So no shift. Yeah. Mm. No, I, 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 I don't think he did anything wrong. You don't bunt to break up a perfect game. If this was the seventh, eighth, ninth inning, I would fully agree with you. You don't want to break up a perfect game. Fourth inning, no. I
0: fourth inning. I think it. I, you know, I still think you deserve to get hit with a ball on that. I will say it again. Hit him with the ball. I would be okay with it. I got no problems.
1: But he gets hit by the ball anyway. It won't matter. It yeah, won't not bother him one bit.
0: <laughs> now, to add. Insult to injury and this is again where I think the pro another problem lies.
1: Uh immediately he was pulled from the game. What was the score at the time that he was pulled from the game, Mike? Eight to zero. Eight to zero. Yeah. So they knew their pitching staff wasn't didn't have it would oh, you yeah. have left your regulars in the game to keep going? I wouldn't I would no, I wouldn't have. I would
0: yeah. I would have taken him out anyway. But I would have known that he deserves to get hit by a pitch and I would have put him back out there for his next at bat. I would have left him playing.
1: So what if the pitchers, so what if the pitcher Keiko, or whoever reliever the Sox had in at the time didn't hit him? Then do you take him out? You then gave, you take him out.
0: You gave him the chance to do it. Unwritten rules apply to everybody.
1: No, I, I'm not saying that they don't. Including my, some of in my that, favorite players. In that situation, I don't think that he broke an unwritten rule. It was a perfect game, but it's still early enough in the game. So, Mike, you've brought you you brought it up in our pregame at yeah. the fourth inning. Had you gotten any sort of notification or anything that a perfect game was in progress? No. By which, the lovely MLB app. Which now you're leading in
0: to the next unwritten rule that we need to talk about, which is why I believe there are fewer no-hitters being thrown in the game in the last few years. So, Rich, let's talk. No, I had not gotten a notification. Why? Because it exactly. comes out in the seventh inning. Exactly. You're right.
1: Exactly. I understand. It wasn't, it, it wasn't in that area that, hey, the pitcher, something bigs happening in the game. He has a perfect game. By the fourth inning, the guy's only get, well, only on his second trip through the lineup, second yeah. time through the lineup. Yeah. Now, if this had been his third trip through the lineup, he was facing the same guys for the third time. Then Rizzo was then, – then it was kind of unacceptable for him to drop down a bunt just so the pitcher couldn't have a perfect game. But I was also trying to think about it as a way of, all right, if the shift was on and he was trying to reach base – to yeah. where they were, if he laid down the bunt and the team was just going to give him first base, to rather him have first base on a bunt rather than hitting a home run, hitting a double, or hitting making a loud out, that's acceptable if the shift was on. Now, but you said the shift was off, so I would say that he still, he earned that hit by placing a bunt. He didn't actually get the hit, defense, by the way. circumstances. He just laid down the bunt.
0: He laid down the bunt and failed to get to reach first. So they Dallas still got Keiko, the out. What's
1: your big deal? Dallas Keiko. They still got the
0: out. Yes, but De- and Dallas Keuchel was the one that got him out. But Keuchel knew what was happening, and Keuchel said something, and I don't okay. think he's wrong for saying something. And what do you say? I. You couldn't tell. They don't have the oh, okay. audio up. So no that audio you can on hear. that. No, I. I didn't hear it. It wasn't on the ESPN. They play the background noise loud enough in the stadium so you don't hear those things because they don't want to get in trouble for all the profanity being. Being yelled at the uh, games.
1: Okay, so Keiko wasn't happy that he laid down a bunt. Now I I I but I I still don't see what's wrong with it. He was trying to get on base any way that he could. I and it didn't break up the no and it didn't break up the perfect game at the time or the no hitter at the time because they still got the out. They well, still I, recorded the out.
0: And immediately afterwards, the no hitter was broken up by a, a bloop single. A, a weekly hit single, so, you know, no big
1: deal. Yeah. Okay. But... So, your theory on why there are no... why there are less perfect perfect games and no-hitters, Mike, what is that? Tell okay. our listeners what this is. Rich,
0: you kind of already spoiled it a little bit, but what's rule number one of a no-hitter or a perfect game?
1: You don't talk about the, the no-hitter or the perfect game.
0: Okay. So... What happens anytime there's a uh, no hitter or perfect game in any major league market? What happens to your phone? The You're MLB at bat notifies you that there's a no hitter or a perfect game once the seventh inning is it's in the seventh inning. Now I understand you want to get people to be able to listen to this, but you can't. You can't. Uh, Call it out now. Um, I would say, even if they they sent you a notification and said you should check out this game or something special is happening in whatever town, that's acceptable. But they legitimately say there's a no hitter. So and so has a no hitter through seven. Tune in now.
1: Yeah. Yes, they do. That, that breaks the rules. So, so what are your what are your thoughts on the announcers, the play by play men? So, yeah, Rich and I were talking a little bit
0: about this beforehand, and Rich was talking about the fact that does this
1: uh, does this change, or, or does how, does this change how the announcer calls the game? I think, I mean,
0: I it, think it, it, as an announcer, you are held to the same standard. Now, there are two rules of thought in this, right? N- rule yeah. number one, the, the first rule of thought, which I think is the newer school of thought,
1: mm-hmm. is
0: if you're in the stadium. Right? Like, that's the newer school of thought. If you're in the stadium, you can't talk about it, which means that if you're at a bar and you're allowed to talk about it, I tend to be in the old school t- train of thought that says, you don't talk about it ever. If I'm watching it on mm-hmm. TV, I don't say, hey, I don't call you rich and say, hey, so-and-so's got a no-hitter into the whatever. Turn on the game.
1: I may yeah, call you and say,
0: hey, check out this this channel. Something special's going on. You'll know what's going on. I don't need to tell you exactly what's going on.
1: But as a reporter, they have a job to do. They do. They do. You're still held. That's to the, where it gets, talked.
0: You, it gets you tough. You, you can you can talk about a no hitter without talking without using no hitter. You could talk about the, a perfect game without saying that there's a perfect game. Last night they were doing it great. They were like ten up, ten down for the Cubs so far.
1: So is no hits allowed acceptable?
0: That gets into a gray area. doesn't say no
1: hitter. It just says no hits allowed. Um, it depends on how you're doing it. No runs, no hits, no errors, so far for the Cubs or so far for the the Twins, whatever team. Insert team name. It, it depends on how you're doing it.
0: Um, if you're saying if the the Cubs are being no hit by uh, we'll use last night as an example with Dallas Keuchel, okay. they never they never really talked about the no hits or it was a perfect game so far. All they did was ten up, ten down. 11 up, 11 down. That is okay. acceptable. But to say he hasn't allowed a hit so far in this game, you're starting to tread on some... I mean, you're again, this gets into some superstition, and I I hate to admit there are some things that I'm superstitious about. Not... I, I don't... I believe that God is in control of everything, but yes... But there are some things that I still get superstitious about, and some of them are: I wear the same underwear that to the to the game that uh, I'm going to if the Cubs won in them last time, or I don't wear the same outfit if they lost. I, I do one of the but the no hitter. You don't send out a message to anybody saying there's a no hitter. Listen to me, Major League Baseball. <laughs> If you want to see no-hitters again... Now, Major League Baseball doesn't want no-hitters. Why? Because no-hitters means that it's a slow game, generally. I mean, last night wasn't. Last night, the uh, the White Sox had, what, four home runs in the fourth? Yeah, it, it was pretty bad.
1: It was pretty so, bad. So,
0: one side's doing amazingly well on both sides of the ball, and the other's not, which means that, yeah, you have some really exciting stuff going on. And you have a no-hitter going on. You don't have to send out a notification about that. And if you do, you don't say no-hitter or perfect game. You say something special is happening in, insert city name, tune in to listen to, insert team, insert team.
1: Okay. That's acceptable. I I can see that as a a better alternative to no-hitter in progress. Tune in now. To listen to the game. Because, Rich, and I'm going to get right back to it. Uh, We'll we'll finish up.
0: What happens within five minutes of you getting that notification that there's a no-hitter going on in the seventh inning? Nine times out of ten. Bing! No-hitter. Broken up by so-and-so.
1: Broken up by so-and-so on a single up the middle. Yep. It happens. You get another one. Yeah.
0: And then all of a sudden they stop caring about that game and they go on to the next game. So, yeah, MLB, you need to stop that. Because again, that's an unwritten rule of baseball, but we all know that it's a uh, it it causes problems. How many times have we? I mean, Rich, you and I have got got to see the first no hitter in what twenty five years, or was it thirty years? There was something
1: like that in, for the, in
0: uh in, in Milwaukee. In Milwaukee, which, by the way, I've been watching. Uh, I've seen. Mar- I was watching Marquee Network at lunch yesterday, um, at our local drinking hole, and uh, and. They uh, they were talking about the top ten Cubs players, blah blah blah, and Zobrano uh, was on there and his no hitter, and I'm like, I was at that game, I was at that yeah. game.
1: Yeah, it was exciting. But, I, but that was also before the time of the MLB, the, the type of smartphones that we have now.
0: Yeah, um, and and let's, I mean, Rich, you and I like. Honestly, that's we've had a lot of baseball memories, and that that one is probably my favorite.
1: Oh yeah, I mean, a doubt. that is my favorite.
0: I almost want fun. to do a, a long form show on just you and I, just recapping that game, like all everything that went around it. Uh, we might, I might write a script, and we'll do we'll do a long form storytelling of that game. Uh, of just you and i as a as a special on the podcast because that dessert that story man it was so great you know kind of really like was, those kind of really like lost. those 30 for 30s that that you listen to on those 30 yeah. for 30 podcasts i'll write the script i'm gonna workshop this a little bit we'll see what okay. we come up with we'll write the script if we like the script and we like uh the the story and all that um we might have to just we might just have to do it as a, as a long-form recording and maybe not gotcha. put it on the Facebook and, and do that. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, I think I still have the recording of the last out, even. Huh. Do you remember that? Like And then five yeah. minutes. And then I put the phone in my – So, not to, to destroy the, the, the long-form, but – So, we're at the game, and I have an early smartphone – because I was a, I'm a super nerd, and I love having new technology as early as I can. So I have this early version of this smartphone, and I recorded the game, or I was recording the last, the last outs, mm-hmm. and I record it, and as soon as it happens, the entire place erupts, and it's just, um, and and hopefully I could find the recording still, but I have the recording, and as we're listening to it, like. I put the phone in my pocket and forget it's there while we're hugging everybody around. Social distancing was the last thing on our minds. We were hugging people we didn't know. We were. I looked at a little kid and said, you will remember this for the rest of your <laughs> life and gave him a big hug. And his dad didn't care because we were all so excited to watch a no-hitter, an amazing outing by a guy. Um, one of my fa- one of my favorite moments was uh there was a guy from Milwaukee a, a guy in a Milwaukee jersey there cuz it was in Milwaukee uh mm-hmm. and it was the Cubs and the Brewers or the Cubs and the, Cubs uh, and the Astros. Astros in Milwaukee because of special circumstances and while the the guy from Milwaukee sitting there and Carlos Sobrano strikes out I want to say it was the, the fifth inning and we all mm-hmm. knew that this game had was already a special moment. And then he, he strikes out and I'm like, ah, and we all go, ah, and then all of a sudden he takes the bat and he goes whack and breaks it over his knee. And we all start cheering. And the guy looks at us and says, idiot. He just struck out. And I said, he broke the bat over his knee. (laughs) And he got quiet and we continued to cheer. Oh man, we we're doing it. I'm writing this script. All right. We're we'll going to do that. this. Sorry. We're, we'll get on to more that. unwritten rules. Um, but so well, rich- the other
1: unwritten rule that came up with was uh, Fernando Tatis Jr. Yep. Swings, bases loaded. Bases loaded, eighth inning. His team is up 10-3. to three. Okay. 3-0 count. He swings, hits a grand slam to make it 14-3. to three. Yep. So after and the supposedly swinging three zero, 0 your team up by seven late in the game, that's an unwritten rule. Um, it. So this unwritten,
0: yeah, it is. So after the uh, seven, seven after seven, call off the dogs, right? That's mm-hmm. that's the that's the general rule of thumb. That's the general unwritten rule that that I think is being called on here.
1: Yeah, and supposedly his manager gave him the take sign. And he either didn't see it or he chose to take the pitch because the pitcher grooved one in on him, thinking that he wasn't going to be swinging. Well, and he goes and hits it out of the park. So, a couple of things. One,
0: okay. yes, I agree. Up seven, after seven, call off the dogs. That's fine. I'm okay with that. Um, my problem though on this one and this is where you might I don't know you, you and I sometimes differ on these things mm-hmm. um I would argue that with bases loaded this is a different story okay with bases with bases loaded like rich when you were a kid and you were playing ghost ball ghost baseball, uh-huh in your
1: backyard. Sure. What was your what situation were you in? You know, most of the time it was bases loaded, bottom of the ninth. Bases loaded any time.
0: I mean honestly it was normally bases loaded, bottom of the ninth. But you know, bases loaded is the key there. And you and your dream is always to hit a grand slam. Now, if it was now, if the team was just racking up the points to rack up points. That's one thing, but you got an opportunity to hit a grand slam. That's not an opportunity you get very often. I give him a pass. Yeah. That's me, but that's just because no, 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 no. again, he's uh he's hitting for a grand slam. If he's hitting, if he's the only one up and he, and he takes it and goes yard with it. Yeah. I got a bit of a problem with that. Take the, take the pitch.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, and I think if he had swung at it and it was a weak grounder right back to the pitcher, where that resulted in a double play, we wouldn't even be talking about yep. this. It was the story would be, dude, why were you swinging three and zero with on a ten to three game? Yep. You just you just ended the game faster. It either would have been a, it would have been a non-story, or it would have been maybe a story in the San Diego area, with the manager, calling him out saying, I told him to take. Why were you swinging on that? Yeah. Or maybe if it's a if it's a single that where their only play is at first base. It's a different story now.
0: And cause I didn't get to see this game and I haven't seen any of the highlights. Did he, uh, did he watch the ball?
1: I'm not sure. I only read about the game cause I think okay. it was, I, I don't, I think the game was in Texas. So it wasn't one that I followed, but I mean, he's gotten some great support from fellow players. If he, Red, so hall of famers, Johnny Bench, yeah. Richie Jackson. Yep. Um, not criticizing it one bit, Just say, not criticizing it one bit. Just being that, hey, you, boot, you do you. Yeah, you do you. And probably one of baseball's most outspoken current players, Trevor Bauer, even chimed in on it with three point with four points. One, keep swinging three and zero if you want it, no matter what the situation is. Two, keep hitting homers, no matter what the situation is. Three, keep bringing energy and. Th- and flash the baseball making it fun and for the only thing you did wrong was apologize stop that if you don't want to be in a 3-0 if you if as a pitcher if you don't want him hitting a grand slam in a playoff game don't don't run the count to three and zero. yeah i would say
0: uh i disagree with a couple of his points yeah you gotta call off the dogs
1: of war um you blame the manager at this point because if you're up 10 to three in the eighth why is a star like fernando tatis jr even in the ball game to begin with
0: that's a, that's
1: a good question
0: that's the very pulling your regulars
1: at that point put in your backups
0: yep that's a great point um i would also argue um yeah i can't i i could defend the situation but Again without actually watching does he bat flip does he watch the ball I mean heck even if he does the Sammy Sosa hops the three sidestep hop thingies I'd still yes that that is one of those things now again that's another one of those situations where um when you're chasing a home run title mm-hmm. you kind of have to you take your you take your hits where you can take your hits. So I mean if you're if you if you're up for honestly if you're if you if you're down 4-0 and you don't want him to swing at something if you're down 3-0 just put your four fingers up. Yeah. Let him have his base. I'm good with it.
1: Yeah. <coughs> but the other thing that you have to consider with Tatis is he's on a rookie contract. Yep. So the be- the better he performs on a season by season basis, the better chance he has of getting a higher salary and arbitration. Yep. Yep. I got no so he's problem to with to think of his numbers. I I didn't I didn't have a problem with it either. I mean, if you're going to if you run your count to 3-0 whether there's nobody on base or the bases are loaded, you still got to make a pitch. Yeah. And he saw a pitch that he liked, so he hit it and it just happened to go a long way. If it was a if it was a pop out to right field that scored a run or a ground or a sharp grounder that resulted in a double play and the run still scores. It's a whole different story, but, it, but because it was a grand slam, it magnified it and turned it in. And I guess Tatis's story in the headlines of run written rules didn't end with that game in another game, later game in the series. He, with the Padres up big, he went and stole third base. That I would know out.
0: That is a, that is a bad one. That one I throw at him. I throw at him while he's standing on the bases.
1: Or, or as a catcher, are you throwing back to the base to try and pick him off just to get him to exert some extra energy of I, having the slide? I don't back care in as a pitcher.
0: I mean, that's where I throw it to my third baseman and make sure my third baseman knows to apply the tag as hard as he can.
1: Hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought the stealing third with the game. Out of reach was a little bit crossing the line, but the grand slam with the bases loaded on a three zero count—I mean, whether it was four to one or ten to three—I don't see there's anything wrong with that. He saw his pitch and he took it.
0: I could kind of see the 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 the—I know what unwritten rule they're talking about. I also don't necessarily agree that this is an egregious. Um, call or breaking of the said rule no so i'm okay either way on that i'm not i'm not gonna argue too much um okay so we have two baseball trivia questions that you have for me rich
1: i do. well you know i thought i'd save that but so there's one other thing we got to talk oh about yeah
0: that.
1: i don't know maybe we probably won't yeah. be able to go in much detail yep but uh tom brenneman got caught with a hot mic ending his career probably more than likely, yes, he has been suspended from. Uh, you might know Tom Brenneman because of his dad, Marty Brenneman is a Hall of Fame broadcaster. And Tom and was also,
0: Tom, Tom is works. on pace and should be a Hall of Fame commentator. This black eye is probably going to hurt him.
1: Yeah, I mean, do you I mean to be in the the second game of a doubleheader and fully mid on air? I I may not be putting on this headset ever again. Yeah. And then he's excused from the broadcast the rest of the night. I mean, he knows what he did wrong. So, so Whether, tell the
0: people what he did. And I'm not like, you don't have to use the word. If uh, it's fine, but tell him what he did.
1: Well, he was on a. a it, uh, I found the clip on on YouTube the other night, the other day, because my wife was asking,
0: "Does it oh, hey, does it bleep it out?"
1: It does not even bleep it out. It's on YouTube. He said something. He mean insert. Um, LGBTBQ plus racial slur, capital of the world, and then like there's a pause, 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 and it's like he realizes, oh, the game's back, and then he goes right back into starting the recap the next inning before the next inning to play plays, and the first thing that caught my mind is I I want to know I'm curious what the whole con what what the context of the conversation was because it really did look like. He was, that was like a mid-conversation point that he was having with some with somebody around it. And the mic suddenly got turned back on as they were coming back from break. And he still kept on talking. Okay, I'm going to play it. You're going to play it? Okay, I wasn't going to go this way, but but if you want to play it, Mike, go ahead.
0: I'm going to play it. It's, is it not play? Oh.
1: Sorry. You can find it on YouTube. Yep, type, in right Tom it. type in Tom Brenneman. Type in Tom Brennerman. Nope, I got, and, it, I got uh, it. You got it. Okay. So I'll I'll catch this piece uh when I listen to the podcast later on this week.
0: Okay. Sorry. The
1: fag capitals of the world. Wow. Yeah, that yeah. You, but you see the audio, but you saw by the audio with the YouTube clip. If you watch it on YouTube. You can see, I mean, it's just like a generic shot of Hoffman yeah. Stadium before they normally come into a break. Yeah. So my first question about it, Mike, that, that caught my eye about it was would this have happened if they weren't broadcasting the game remotely and they were live in stadium in Kansas City calling the game?
0: Probably not. You're right.
1: I don't think it would have either and the other thing that I'm wondering about is where was the, I'm, I'm just guessing here but as a producer as a show wouldn't you give them a heads up all right hey we're coming back from break instead of just automatically like pressing the button and or going live or going right back to live without giving like your announcers like a little bit of a like a one or a two minute warning that hey' we're, we're coming back from commercial break
0: <laughs> and normally that that would be technically a director's job but
1: okay director producer one of the two yeah
0: um, yeah, that should have happened. I don't know why it didn't. I'm very confused about that and very concerned. Um right. it, but either it, way it's inappropriate he said, Yeah, it's, it's inappropriate. inappropriate. It.
1: You yep. can't take it back, it's recorded.
0: And he it's recorded, it's no, not gonna come back. Let's also let's also go to the point that he admitted to what he did was wrong.
1: Yep. Yes he, he did. Said
0: something about it and he changed his he he, he apologized. Um. Again, I, uh, it's I, a tough situation. It's a tough situation. I the the word itself, it's it shouldn't be used. Um. We both have family members that have a lifestyle that we don't necessarily agree with, but that they choose to live and we love them as people. We love them as, as family. Um, but I wouldn't use that word. Mm-mm. No, I'm not going to use that
1: word. Um, because it's hurtful. Uh, I mean, even if you had used an appropriate word and finished to insert, the appropriate word and finish that statement, that's still unacceptable to say on the radio.
0: On on um, air. Yeah, maybe on yeah. air.
1: Yeah. I mean, if he would have used
0: the term "gay," capital of the world, I don't think, I, I don't think it's as big of a story. But that word has become almost as as charged. Almost now, folks, I'm a, I'm gonna get myself in trouble here, Rich. This is me speaking. This is not balls and sticks. This is not Rich. Um, if you want to agree with it, you're allowed to, but it's almost as bad as saying the N word. On the radio.
1: Yeah, I, I can see that. I I think it is. Saying, it has become using... so
0: charged and so almost poli- almost I would even say politically motivated um, and hatred motivated to use that term that it's nearly as bad as using the N word nowadays. And we yeah, and both I need can agree with that. eliminated from our lexicon in America. And. I mean, using the term gay is, is an acceptable term, but again, how he was using it either way, um, we're coming in the, in the middle of a conversation. I don't know what the context is, so I can't really speak for the trueness of how good it, like how much and how little it really makes a difference.
1: Um, I, I don't think it makes a difference either way, whether he meant for that to be said over the air to come over the airwaves or not, it did. But so I mean, I'm glad that he owned up to it and said that that's unacceptable. I I, I, now, I don't know what led to me to say that. So he so at least he's accepting his punishment, and he he's under the understanding. Hey, I may have just killed my own career.
0: Oh no, he totally does. He admits it. He knows it, and he did. Um, it's over. Sorry, sorry, Tom, but man, that's. That's troubling. That's sad. Um, anyway, I thought he was a good commentator in general. I always liked listening yeah. to him. So
1: Yeah, he actually he worked for the Cubs for a couple of years, too. Yeah,
0: so sad to see him being removed from baseball. Maybe he can get something somewhere down the line, but, man, it's going to be a while. Um, so, so you can see- agree with
1: this or not. So, when my wife led wife when my wife read it and we we listened to it, and watched the YouTube clip, the first thing that popped into my popped into her head was that's like something Brockmire would have done. Yeah, yeah, that <laughs> sounds like a Brockmire move. Yeah. So, um, but then she also said that Brockmire probably would have continued the conversation into the game and woven in that conversation into talking. Give me his commentary on the game, too. Which is
0: what makes Brock Meyer the best. It really does, doesn't it? Yeah. Okay, so um, now that we've talked about some sad stuff and some not-so-happy stuff with baseball, let's get it on a lighter note and end the okay. show. Get ready to end the show. Um, what
1: are your baseball trivia questions? Okay. Okay, so, Mike. Yep. We are down to just one one uniform number that has never been issued, that has been issued, that has never appeared on a player's jersey, on the back of his jersey, in an active major league game now, with the weirdness that this season has brought upon us. So, Mike, can you give a guess of what that number is? Is it my jersey number? It's not. <gasps> That's my <laughs> guess! 69? 69, no. The number is 89. 89 will be the last baseball jersey number to appear. It has been assigned. It's been assigned to the New York Yankees' Miguel Ajar, but he has not appeared in a game yet. The two previous numbers to have never appeared in a baseball game were numbers 86 and 92, but those were were crossed off of the list during the Cubs-Cardinals doubleheader thanks to Jesus Cruz and Genesis Cabrera entering the game, wearing those jersey numbers during the Cubs doubleheader. Wow. So they're down to just one number that has never appeared in a major league baseball game. Nice. As a jersey. Okay. So the other one, Mike, this one's going to make you feel old. We have the first player born in the 2000s to hit his first career home run so tack this away in your memory bank it could come up at a trivia night Luis Garcia infielder for the Washington Nationals who was brought up to the team thanks because uh, taking the roster spot of Starling Castro wow becoming the first major league player born in the 2000s to hit a home run well
0: I mean it's it's surprising that it took this long. Um, there's lots of young guys that, that get chances. So the fact that it took – I mean, I guess it's 2020, so it's not that long. But, mm-hmm. yeah. Wow.
1: 20 years old.
0: Uh, 20 years old. Well, folks, that has been a great show. Thanks for those two. I like those. Those are both great. You, we should work on those and try to have, like, a this week in sports history or or some random fact because there's always a random fact in sports history that you can bring up uh, every week. We'll try to work on that, um, add that as a normal segment to our show. But uh, before we leave, I do have to give a shout-out to my little sister and my parents. Uh, Monday the 17th was Barbara's birthday, and Monday or Tuesday the 18th was my parents' anniversary. So, you know, th- happy anniversary, Mom and Dad, and happy birthday, Barbara. Um, we will see you in a couple of weeks for Labor Day. Folks been real it's been fun rich thanks for joining um we were a little late but looks like we went our full hour and uh if you're listening on the pot oh oh we almost forgot to talk about it rich okay the big news we're on apple podcast
1: that's right you can now find us anywhere yeah anywhere, pretty much anywhere. on the net that you can download um, your favorite um, from your pro- favorite prog- podcasting source. Yeah. You can find us.
0: Folks, I uh I'm still working on trying to get us on iHeartRadio podcasts. Um we'll see if I can get it there. Uh, I'm hoping to if I can, I'll uh, put it on the Facebook site. But as of right now, we're we at least have podcasts pretty much everywhere else. Um so Spotify, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, uh some random other ones that I don't know I've never heard of. Uh, you can find us almost anywhere. So look for us where you get your podcasts. Um, if you like what you've listened to today, hit subs- hit that subscribe button. Um, and uh, if you're listening to us on the podcast, head over to facebook.com slash balls and sticks. Join in the conversation. We are here every week. We'd love to have people chatting with us. We'd love to be able to listen to what you're – or if, if you have an opinion. We love getting that opinion out there. Uh, and we try to when, – when we get those notifications, we try to um, at least comment and, and bring it on the air. So you, we could read your, your statements on, uh, on the broadcast, and you could get a shout-out. Um, mm-hmm. We also uh, have our poll question there every week. Once again, it's Facebook.com slash Balls and Sticks. Um, check us out there, uh, so that you can, uh, you know, keep up to date, uh, maybe even watch the videos, see what, uh, Rich and I's, uh, mugs look like and, uh, take a, take a vote on our poll question. Um, anything else, Rich, that you want to talk about before we get
1: off the air? Not really. Uh, Jonas next week, where uh, we're going to be talking fantasy football Yeah, starting week one of our NFL preview. Yeah. We got
0: a little late start this year, but we'll be good we we got enough to cover um i got my i got my sports illustrated football preview edition (laughs) so uh, i got that for free good i'm gonna go read it pretty quick here so everybody knows what i'm doing next (laughs) um folks thanks so much for joining us we will see you uh next week um and uh yeah god bless let me get to the outro music. And let me get find my mouse and there's that. And there we go.